Hey, dear listeners, this is Tony with Fuller Brown here with another episode on this uh, wonderful Thursday for you. And on this episode, you guys, I have a great friend that I've known for a long time, um, Tim McCoy. Welcome to the show, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming. Do you live on this side of town? Absolutely. Oh, you do? Yeah, Southside Rays, man. Really? Absolutely. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know why I pictured you like in more or something. <laughs> So I was gonna say that's hilarious. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, thank you for coming all the way down here, but uh, thank you for making a right turn and a left turn and coming here. Literally, it was like a left and then another left. I'm five minutes away from you, man. Are you really? Yes, yeah, so close. Most of my guests have been like that, and I'm like, really? I don't know. If everybody was so close nearby. That's yeah. cr- crazy. Southside problems. Yeah, <laughs> Southside <laughs> problems. Southside of Oklahoma City, by the way, if you're listening, because you know I don't know where you're listening from, but the Southside of Oklahoma City is. Um, a little part that you just cannot escape, whether you like to or not. And, I mean, it's, I like it. Do you like it? I love it. It's, Do you? It's home. It is home. Yeah, it's home. Especially, I live right behind a high school that we both went to. And uh, looking at it, I was like, Because mm. I'm assuming you also, with me, went to the old building. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I went to the new building for a semester. Graduated out of it. Really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, very last semester, that January, we started in the new building. It was miserable, man. Uh, I miss the old building so much. It was a good building. Classic times. Great time to ditch. <laughs> oh, man. Got away with it in every corner. Yes. Upstairs, downstairs, a basement. It didn't matter. Yes. Nobody cared. The pool. Like, I know. Seriously, nobody. No. Legendary. I missed that. Yeah. No, but yeah. So we on the south side of Oklahoma City, we live right by it. And I look at it and... I have friends. There's a friend of mine whose mom, which I really wish I would have done this. She, when we did the um, ceremony to to knock it down, or the groundbreaking ceremony. Okay. I don't know if you were there for that or not. Man, I barely remember it. So she kept ago. the brick of the old building. And I'm like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. That's pretty cool. Because then look back at it, you know, it's like a place where we grew up, you know? Absolutely. I mean, even though I did just for some of it, which I do regret, but... That's another story for another day. Eh, I'm on the opposite end on that side, but yeah, man, I hear you. You don't regret it? <laughs> no, no. I, honestly, I regret not ditching more. And really, I, I say that in the most like I, I had a lot of fun in high school, and the times that uh, I did ditch, it wasn't like anything. You know, I wasn't stealing anything. Yeah, I might have partied a little bit in high school, but what high school student didn't or tried to experience right, life right, a little bit? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of wish I. Uh, Experienced a little bit more fun in high school. I was such a square, going to practice all the time, trying to get my grades right for college. See, I'm completely the opposite. I wish I had done more extracurricular activities. I was in the newspaper. I'm like, who does that? And then I was in student council. And I'm like, who does that too? I really wish I would have done all the other cool stuff. We should have switched, man. I know. (laughs) We should have switched. Like for a day, can we just, you know, switch? But anyway, so yes, people, if you're still listening, which I hope you are, I'm here with uh, my friend Tim. Tim, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Man, um, my name's Tim. I'm Puerto Rican. Uh, which I just, I found that out. Yeah, he just found that out. It's I didn't know that. Most people don't. It's it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, my mom and my father are both from Puerto Rico. 
Um, I was actually born in California, but uh, okay. raised here on the south side of Oklahoma City since I was about eight years old. Uh, I have a twin sister as well. She actually lives in California now, though, which is funny. But yeah, man, that's a small little bit about me. I have a wife, beautiful little two-year-old daughter. Be three in a few months. Yeah, man. You're living the life. I'm trying. I'm trying. You're living so the life. Oh, it's such a it's such a struggle, but I'm trying. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I met you in high school, which I was telling you earlier. I because people are like, no, you didn't. I'm like, yes, I did. I could have sworn I did, and I know I did now. Now that we yeah. know, started catching up and stuff. But um, being part of the South Side, and did you ever feel like I don't know what kind of household you grew in, but did you ever feel like you had to? either be puerto rican or be you know another race oh man absolutely uh at a very young age i grew up with a single mom my twin sister um my mom's puerto rican she spoke spanish that was her first language she thinks in spanish she prays in spanish yeah my sister understands spanish but we didn't speak it which a lot of hispanics second generation hispanics on the south side they understand that problem right right? yeah so growing up i hear people you know talking Hispanics didn't really accept me too much, but the black kids were like, oh, you're kind of mixed. But at the end of the day, I'm like, yo, I'm actually Hispanic and I really do like basketball. So what's the problem? Right, right. right. But, you know, growing up, you have to go with those struggles. And it's not until you get a little bit older that you kind of just decide, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. That's what worked out for me in high school. My best friends in high school for me were uh, one of my friends was Native American. The other one was Vietnamese. The other one was Middle Eastern and half Chinese. Another one was Dude, Mexican. Awesome. Another one was black. I mean, yeah. I got to learn a lot about different races and cultures because I chose to think on the outside because how I was treated mm. when I was younger. Yeah. So yeah, man, having to choose sucked, but now as an adult, it doesn't bother me at all. Well, I mean, times have changed. Back when we were in high school, which I'm not going to say how old we are because, you know, I don't want to date ourselves. Facts. <laughs> but at that time, I feel like it was a more of a rougher decision to make than now. I think now times are so different where, eh, you can be whatever you want, you know. And at that time, I, like we were saying, I looked like a complete Mexican. A plain Mexican, as I said. A classic moment when a you play, said that. <laughs> a plain Mexican and... I struggled to be full Mexican because a lot of things in my Mexican culture that I don't like. So people are like, what? What do you mean? Like, I, I'm sorry. I don't like the music. I don't like, you know. And I was really judged by that. And I think even in my family, which I hope they're listening, I just got really separated because I there was not a lot we can get along with, you know. I mean, I love the food, clearly. Mexican, you know, food is the best, but I don't know. Nothing's better than Mexican food. I hear it. I agree to the fullest. <laughs> but I do hear you on uh, family. Like yeah. Growing up Puerto Rican, I didn't take pride in being a Puerto Rican male at all when I was younger. I was just trying to fit in. But now, 20, well, I'm not going to talk about my age. I'm not even 27. <laughs> I'm in my 30s. It's a struggle. <laughs> well, we'll said, keep it at 20. We're 25. Yeah, we'll say 25. Yeah. Right? But now, you know, being the age that we're at, I take pride in being Puerto Rican. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Spanish. I'm still learning Spanish as I go, but my daughter will learn Spanish. My daughter actually understands a lot more Spanish than I probably understand right really? now, to be honest with you. And yeah. it's, it's great. But at the exact same time, whether I'm Puerto Rican or not, I'm still a man first. I yeah. still want to be respected by everyone around me, and I'm still going to give respect to everybody around me. Yes, sir. Until you don't. Right. <laughs> Until you don't. Then, then that's a different story. Exactly. You got to yeah. protect the ones around you, your loved ones, your friends. Yeah. So you're teaching your child Spanish? Absolutely. Okay. I wanted that to be her first language, and she is bilingual as can be. It's so much fun. She's not struggling with it? Oh, she's struggling with everything. You know, being a child is tough, <laughs> but she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's very hyper, but she definitely, you know, she'll say siéntate, she'll, she'll try to talk to you and mumble, but... When her grandparents come over who don't speak English, my wife's parents, mm-hmm. 
she understands them like crazy, loves them so much, oh, loves okay, the okay. Spanish. She'll, so she's there. Oh, she is yeah. there all day long. She can understand yeah. it. You tell her anything in Spanish, she gets it. Responding back, though, yeah, she's like me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, huh? How yeah. do I say this? <laughs> exactly. Looking over for help. <laughs> so did you grow up eating Puerto Rican food? Absolutely. That's one thing I can say I did. Puerto Rican food since I was a child. I actually didn't know anything else besides Puerto Rican food and like yeah. hamburger helper and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, but like pollo guisado and stuff like that. That was just... It's what you. I knew, yeah, yeah, it's your identity. A, a sazon, adobo, like those are seasonings that I knew were seasonings. I didn't mm-hmm. know about anything else, so I didn't realize Salt it was even, pepper. Exactly, yeah. I, I didn't know it was Puerto Rican food, anyways. You yeah, know what yeah, I, mean? yeah. I just thought it was food. It was delicious food to you, exactly. Right? Okay, see, because I grew up eating Mexican food, and <laughs> I was talking to my sister the other day, and I thought it was really embarrassing whenever my mom was like, uh, or my grandmother, now that she re- she rest in peace, but she used to make us. Um, I don't know if you guys know what they are, migas. Which is basically tortilla strips fried with eggs, basically. That sounds delicious. Okay. I thought it was a struggle meal. Really? Yeah. I was like, this is cheap. <laughs> is it just tortillas and eggs? Is it, you don't think about it. Now that I'm older, I go to like these fancy restaurants and they have it on their entrees. I was like, wait, this wasn't a struggle meal? Like, no, this is like our, our culture food. And I'm like, really? Just eggs and tortilla and salsa really i mean that's it like yeah so i mean i'm embarrassed by my own self i'm telling you it's like, just it's hard to appreciate stuff like that when you're younger you know you think you always want what you don't have you see somebody else with a yeah. lunch not realizing they want your burrito you know what i mean like yeah. i can't tell you how many times i've heard people trade lunchables for burritos on the south side of oklahoma city <laughs> you know it's like man i'm so confused i had lunchables from time to time or like yeah. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich but yeah. i would always trade for that burrito man of course i wanted it all day long my mom right. didn't make burritos you know so yeah i get that struggle but yeah now that we're older we definitely appreciate it all though right oh yes oh my god yeah i am so full on mexican now and i i'm i'm owning it because before I didn't. That's why I was asking you if you um, appreciated, you know, where you came from. I didn't at first. I was really embarrassed by it. Man, the only thing I'm embarrassed about liking is Taco Bell. <laughs> That's it, man. You like Taco Bell? Dude, I used to think it was Mexican food when I was younger, man. Now really? I, I know now, man. There's oh. nothing about Taco Bell that's Mexican about it. Oh, you just lost a star. I Taco know, Bell. man. Sad face. No, but actually, I eat it too, though. I'm not going to lie. From time to time, I know. I went in the morning. Man. I went, that, is, that sounds really good. Waterburger and Taco Bell, bro. Man. Right. Actually, I don't like Waterburger, but oh, I'm oh. sorry. Dude, I had some like two days ago. Made my day. Well, I don't night. know. That was messed up my order when I go. I try it often. I'm like, oh, well, not that often, but enough to where I'm like, oh, I think I might like it today. No, I hear that. <laughs> yeah, hear that. no, but Taco Bell definitely. Even though I know it's not real ground beef, but I hear that or whatever it is. But I I enjoy it still. It's edible, <laughs> right? It's edible. as long as your stomach can process it, right? It's fine. Facts. So, um, you now are 25. several titles under your belt tell them what they are man so i am now in the cannabis industry um for 10 years throughout my 20s i'm a little bit older than 25 but we're gonna say 25 right yeah Uh, so throughout my 20s (laughs) i coached at the high school that we actually went to right yeah um i ran in college on a track scholarship and i decided to go back to the high school i was i attended and coach i went there volunteering and uh next thing you know a coach didn't show up so they asked me to be the head coach and i just stayed there and was living a dream that was something that i loved to do running was like everything i woke up used to dream about running went to sleep thinking about running it was just great for me um helped some kids get to college changed the program around a little bit but then i started to get um i don't want to say bored but unmotivated is probably the right word to say so i'm starting to look for other outlooks for my career 
And uh, I had a friend that was getting ready to open up a dispensary. Medical marijuana became legal here in Oklahoma a few years back. Mm -hmm. So he asked, you know, Tim, would you be interested? He knew that I've done a little bit of research on my own. I wasn't a big smoker at that time. I was kind of just figuring it out because my whole entire family, when I was a kid, alcohol and cannabis was their thing. I did not want to be like that at all. Alcohol oh, I, I didn't drink my first sh uh, drink until I was 21. Didn't mm -hmm. smoke my first joint until I was 25. Okay. So for me, I was like, yeah, let me get away from this. I'm going to make the right decision and just be sober. But as I got older, started doing research in this medical program, you know, I realized that cannabis was actually helping people. It's like, yeah, hey, man, I wouldn't mind working in the cannabis industry. He's like, look, Tim, I need a partner. I don't need somebody to work for me. I need somebody to help me run this. Hmm. You know, I did some research and talked to him. And I said, yeah, that's let's do this, man. I ended up walking away from coaching. And I haven't looked back, man. Uh, we're about two and a half years later. We now have uh, the one dispensary, Good Karma Cannabis Company. Mm -hmm. um, we have a smoke shop, which we have three of those in total now in Oklahoma City. Um, we have a hookah lounge uh, called Hubbly Bubbly on the north side of Oklahoma City where people come in. They relax. It's a really laid back place. I'm not going to lie. People love Hubbly Bubbly. It is a really good place. A lot of local shows. A lot of local talent come in there. It's just a nice, peaceful, accepting vibe. And yeah. that's pretty much where my life's at right now. I'm I'm all about peace, love, acceptance, and just creating a, a path for myself. Yeah, as it should be. Absolutely. Yeah, as it should be. Okay, let me go back up a little bit. Whenever you decided to do this, what was the reaction from the people around you? Ooh. Like your family, your friends, what did it say? This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. At this point in time, everybody knew me as um, this coach. My mm -hmm. Instagram handle was CoachTim12. Mm -hmm. That was life for me. Growing up, they knew me as a runner. Like, Tim, you were just that fast guy that could run all day. You were that coach in your 20s. But now as a grown man, as a husband, as a father... I was getting ready to switch over to the cannabis industry. And okay. on the south side of Oklahoma City, the cannabis industry or cannabis or marijuana, weed, whatever you want to call it. I like to call it cannabis personally. It had the same stigma. Yeah. People are lazy. They don't get anything done. They're dirty. They're not successful. That's what I was worried about. People finding out about me. They were going to think this about me. But Attach it, that to your name. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not something that I wanted. I had kids looking up to me. I had my mm -hmm. family looking up to me. But I had to be true to myself. I talked to my sister, I talked to my wife, I talked to myself, and I came to the conclusion that I'm unhappy right now. I'm unhappy because I have to hide who I am to everybody else. It's time for me to just let everybody know what I'm doing, yeah. what I've been doing, and what I want to do. So I got on social media. It was the day before we opened up, and I made a post about us opening up Good Karma. I basically said, look, I've been hiding something for a while. Um, I had to walk away from coaching a few months back, but if you guys want to find out what I've been doing, we open up tomorrow. And this is the day before? This is the day before we opened up. Okay. Know, two years, a year and a half ago, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I made it in a tag good karma and sent the address. Ended up getting like 500 and something shares. I had so much support from former athletes, former athletes' parents, from coworkers that I used to work with, whether yeah. it was at Golden Corral, McDonald's when I was 16, or yeah. teachers. It was support in all different angles. Did that surprise you? It surprised everything about me. Like the one person that was against it at the very beginning – after I shared it and I came out with it, was my mom. <laughs> that was it. Really? <laughs> that was it. And I, that was my next question because, I mean, I think older generation, especially Hispanics, I see that and automatically think literally probably the devil's lettuce. Absolutely. Know? And they think like, oh, this is going to kill and this is, you know, it's an evil thing. But it's clearly not, right? Absolutely. Right. So like you said, my mom's 75 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So that devil's lettuce mindset is everywhere, whether you speak English, Spanish, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, international. Exactly, yeah. right? But here's the coolest part. My mom now takes tinctures, um, which is THC. It's a liquid form that she's able to take a little droplet. And if the same way that you feel whenever you smoke it is the same way you feel when you take these ink tinctures after a little bit. Oh, really? 
year and a half later, she's now taking them on the regular. She's no longer taking any type of opioids for her pain that she's in. And that's one of the biggest things about marijuana. It became a medical program for a reason. So just Mm -hmm. a little bit of education on it. Cannabis used to be used as medicine everywhere everywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until aspirin was invented by the pharmaceutical companies before they made cannabis illegal. And then they started kicking out Mexicans, arresting African-Americans for smoking cannabis. Mm -hmm. It then became, instead of being called... Instead of calling it cannabis, they started calling it marijuana. Oh. Made it super racist. That's why, to me, I don't use the word marijuana because it was, they made that term marijuana up for Mexicans so they can okay. deport you out of Mexico and not be here. It oh, was I didn't most, know that. the most racist thing in American history, this war on drugs. This is when it really, really started. And things yeah, got yeah. way bad in the 90s, obviously. We know that. But mm-hmm. now coming back to it's like, okay, I found all this history about cannabis, how it's not bad for you. Nobody ever in the world has ever died from cannabis. Wait a minute, but people die from Tylenol every day, from aspirin every day, mm-hmm. from oxys every day, from medicine that doctors prescribe you every day. Yeah. But nobody's died from cannabis. Let's do a little bit more research on this, right. right? So then you break down this plant. There's so many more vitamins in it, CBD, CBG. It's just things that help you rest, help you with energy, help you okay. focus. Just natural things that we need for ourselves. And then I found out something that changed my mind, and this is why I smoke to this day. Did you know that for years, people have been growing and smoking cannabis all throughout this world since like the beginning of time? Mm -hmm. People didn't realize it, but whenever you got home when you were younger, did your parents ever crack open a beer? Mm, Not in my face. Not in your face, right? But you've had friends that their parents cracked open a beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. seen on TV, they're drinking. It's a common story. Exactly. My mom, same thing. She would get home, have a beer see my friend's dads or whatever, have a beer. And it's kind of like, okay, this is how people are, you know, handling their stress. Some Coping. people, exactly. They mm-hmm. exercise. Some people read wine, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. For me, it's cannabis all day long. I was so depressed before I started smoking cannabis. The reason why I started smoking, I had a friend. He's a, he was a millionaire at the time, professional athlete. I'm like, how? You smoke all the time. What? This doesn't make any sense. I eat right. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Why is, like, how are you doing so good and I'm doing so bad? Yeah. He literally said it was because of weed. What are you talking about? He said, Did, did that strike you? It shocked me, man. I was mad. Like, I remember we got into a big argument. Then out of nowhere, he's like, man, just try it. No, I'm never going to try it. My sister at that time was a big piehead, too. Yeah. One day we were driving to a Dave and Buster's, man. And she was like, hey, I'll pay you 50 bucks to hit this joint. I'm like, no, man, I'm not going to do it. I'll give you 150 bucks. Yeah. And then my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, was like, yo, our electricity bills, dude, you better take that hit. And I'm like, man. <laughs> All right. So I took the hit, right? And I'm like, just a couple little smokes. Nothing happened. I'm like, this is dumb, okay? And then I felt a little bit, but I'm like, all right, this isn't as bad as what I thought it was. I thought it was crack, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. like, that's what I was brought up to told. If you smoke marijuana, you're going to be a crackhead. Yeah. All right, I'll stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but after doing it, it wasn't so bad. And then I realized uh, a couple times doing it afterwards with, you know, friends and family or whatever, I was happy. I was relaxed. I was able to get up the next day, go to work, and, you know, just, it wasn't as bad. I wasn't addicted to it. It wasn't yeah. like I was craving it or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly became a habit, but then I realized yo, I'm way happier when I smoke or way happier whenever I'm able to relax off of this versus messing up my liver and my stomach by drinking alcohol. Right. Way healthier for me. And then on top of that, I started getting healthier. I started wanting to run. I started wanting to exercise. So for me now, a big part of my life is promoting a positive mental health, mm-hmm. positive physical health, but also that cannabis can be a part of that life too. Yeah. You don't have to have that bad stigma where you think right. you're lazy, you stink, you're not going to get anything yeah. done. Some of the happiest, most successful people I know smoke cannabis. But I think it's also because, I mean, whenever we were growing up, I mean, we had 
the movies and the commercials that, you know, they would, you know, show a guy getting high or whatever, and they would use the word marijuana. Like, oh, you know, you want to try to marry Jane? And what would, well, I mean, what would we see on TV, honestly? Exactly. Oh, I'm going to Mars. Oh, I'm going to fly. So we automatically started thinking, oh, this is, I mean, this is going to mess us up, you know? And it really got really badly, you know, labeled the wrong way. Like you said, I didn't even know about that, honestly. It, it's crazy. There's so much about cannabis that we don't know that it's out there online. You just have to look for it. But at the mm-hmm. same time, there are a lot of cool pages and people like uh, um, the Cannabis Cutie, for example, on Instagram. It's great for education. Super great. Constantly giving you facts about cannabis that it people just wouldn't know. But yeah. people like that are sitting here studying to try to break that stigma that cannabis has which i think it's wonderful because honestly if it wasn't for people like that i wouldn't be here today to be able to talk to you about cannabis and how great it's doing for me i mean i started off depressed before i smoked and now i literally am talking to people on a daily basis that smoke cannabis for their mental health okay so let me ask you a question how did you change that mentality within yourself that it wasn't a bad thing because i mean i'm pretty sure at the beginning you probably questioned it like is this really what I want to do? Is this really what I want to intake in my body? You know, is this really something that now that you know, you made the right choice, but did you ever have that fight within yourself? Like I still have that fight. Really? Absolutely. Like, um, from time to time I I meet somebody that'll give me a good argument why cannabis is bad. And it's Mm kind of like, you know, I don't want anybody to think anything negative of me at all. You know, nobody does. Right. But at the exact same time, I think about, you know, my life, how it's changed. I look at my wife, I look at my daughter, how happy they are. I look at the people around me, how happy they are. And then I also, I'm around a few veterans I get to work with, right? I have a couple partners that are veterans and they're amazing people, but mm-hmm. they talk to me on a regular basis, how cannabis saved their lives. So it kind of reminds me, I am doing what I need to do. I am in the right place. Okay. And there's always one person that comes into our store where they talk to me, how cannabis stopped them from one, either killing themselves two, it stopped me from being depressed, get out of my depression so I can get healthier. My depression was just causing me so much stomach pain. I had ulcers. It was so many different things that cannabis was able to take away from them that they were able to get healthy. And for veterans, especially my brother, he was in the military whenever he was younger for 17 years of his life. Oh, wow. Was Whenever he first got out of the military, he couldn't sleep throughout the night. He started smoking cannabis. He was finally not able to have a nightmare and get a full night of sleep. After talking to veterans, that's the number one reason why they smoke cannabis. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the physical pain that they're in, but they want to be able to sleep throughout the yeah. night. And Whenever you're sitting here thinking about war or lost friends that you lost in a war, I understand that. And that's why cannabis, again, it's it's something that's a lot more beautiful than what people think. There's so many different types of strains for different things. Of course, you can recreationally smoke and mm-hmm. go with your friends and smoke a joint and feel good and talk and laugh and all that good stuff. But there's also medicine that's strictly for sleep, strictly for focus, strictly for pain. See, I didn't know that either. It's a lot. <laughs> so what do you offer on, is it a, what would you call it, a shop? At our dispensary, we dispensary. offer. Dispensary, yeah. what would you at our, offer there? Our cannabis dispensary, we offer everything from tinctures, which again are liquids, <clears throat> concentrates, which are um, different forms of uh, THC, where it could be processed with a, a solvent like butane or CO2, or it could just be pressed out of the cannabis, which it's so intense to take. That's probably the most fun recreational way you're going to okay. take your cannabis for yeah. sure. Um, of course, you can smoke it like the buds. Um, we also sell any type of edible from gummy bears to nerd ropes, little gummies, chocolates, everything. It's, I mean, you have me there on that one. It, man, some of these edibles don't even look like edibles. They taste so delicious. You can't taste anything but the nice sugar chocolate chip cookie yeah. it is. Yeah. It's amazing. But then an hour and a half later, you're kind of slumped 
sunk into a couch. <laughs> <laughs> Relax, which is the point. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. That's awesome. Okay. So when did you say you started your uh, dispensary? We started in November 2009. We started working on it, uh, I guess that June, June of 2019. I said 2009, right? You did. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 2019. Okay. Yeah, June. Of, yeah. November 2019. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so how's it been going so far? Oh man, it's been up and down. So, you know, 2019, first two months were great. Um, January hit in 2020. Then we started hearing things about COVID, not sure what's going on. And then yeah. March happened. This pandemic just, it really took us by surprise. For about five days, we thought we were going to close down. Um, but then we were like, you know what? Let's stay strong. If we die, we die. But let's go out swinging. Yeah. Next thing you know, our sales went up, man. They went through the roof. It seemed like everybody was trying to cope with the pandemic. So a lot I mean, of people. Yeah, of course. It was, it was tough for everybody, right? Like, it was. I don't know one person that didn't go through depression. It, it was it was sad. Yeah. The only thing that saved us was the fact that we had this dispensary and we had an unlimited amount of cannabis. Uh. I mean, between us giving away cannabis, between people coming in and just starting to smoke for the first time, and we were able to answer questions like I'm answering to you today about the medical side to cannabis. Yeah. It helped out so many different people that I know for a fact I'm not turning back. I do question okay. it from time to time, like maybe this isn't for me, but now I'm almost like. I'm almost at this point where I'll never turn back. I know for a fact this is my life. But do you question it because of the business side of it or because... Oh, definitely the business side. Yeah. Oh, I believe in cannabis. The plant is the plant. That right. thing is made for us, no questions asked. On our skin, we actually have more cannabis receptors than anywhere else on our body. That tells us topicals for cannabis and stuff is we need that. The CBD in cannabis. The medicinal side to it. Yeah. It's such a natural thing that we have to have. The fact that we... It was taken away from us is mind blowing to me. It's yeah. saved so many kids. Like for example, Charlotte's Web. It was a uh, hemp deprived from hemp, a tincture that you gave to this little girl who was having seizures. Didn't know what was going on with her. As soon as they started giving it to her, she didn't have one seizure. She ended up really? living for six years longer than what doctors expected her to live because of this tincture. The only thing that saved her. I mean, that's something that you can find on Web if. Uh, online if anybody wants to hear about charlotte's web and that story it's yeah. probably the best cannabis story it changed the way people look at cannabis in the united states to see this little girl on her deathbed and then all of a sudden you give her cannabis and she's living and thriving it tells you well i mean people don't think that it's literally a plant they they don't think about that they think smoke you know what i mean yeah. they, they they see it as a um a threat to society, maybe because, you know, especially in our culture, you know, the drinking and the smoking is really something that really killed our people. So I feel like they, to feel better, they attach it to that and like, oh, you know what? Let's stay away from that because it's going to kill our people. But I mean, they really don't know, you know, like back in the day, people say, oh, well, a glass of wine really did help with, you know, da, 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 da. it's kind of like that, right. you know, obviously. We're talking about different products here, but I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the conversation, we do need to know oh, this is coming from a plant that was based here on Earth for us. Exactly. Yeah. My, my sister constantly tells me people are trying to sell cannabis like it's something like a, a, a Tylenol, for example, an opioid. Yeah. This is a plant. It's something you can grow in your garden like you grow tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Everybody is going to grow cannabis in the next five to 10 years. They just don't know it yet. I kid you not. We sell topicals, right? A, a rub pain cream. Okay. It's made out of cannabis. We sell out of it all the time. My number one customers are elderly Hispanics. Really? I kid you not. It's the most beautiful thing in the world to see people slowly transition into this plant because you don't have to just smoke it. You don't even have to smoke it 
ever. Yeah. I enjoy smoking it personally, but mm-hmm. I'm a lot younger and you know, I'm not, yeah. into, I'm not into alcohol like I used to be mm-hmm. when I was younger. Cannabis is more of my forte whenever I'm hanging out with friends or socializing. Yeah. Right. But for that older community, that's just not into smoking into messing up their lungs or just that nasty taste that it might give them, but they still want to feel some type of relaxation. So many different things you could take. See, the first time I, tr- I tried it and I'm going to share the story because even though people that listen that, Okay, I grew up as a church kid. Okay. okay. So this is why I'm sharing the story. I grew up super stressed. The stigma that I had to follow, because my dad's a pastor, you know, all that stuff, really took me on a toll. Like, my depression levels and anxiety levels were super high. At the worst time of my life around, what was it, 2012, 2013, I had a friend. He's like, you know, I think you should try this. And I'm like, no, no, no. Of course, the devil's lettuce. You know, I ain't going to have the devil rolling in my head or whatever. Right. Because that's just what you think you ought to know. I tried it on, um, no, I'm not going to say that part. But I, I tried it on a day of a church event. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Tony, you know, you're really going to, th- yeah. I'm yeah. going to do it. <laughs> I did it. Honestly, that is the best sleep I've ever had. Like, ever. Because people were like, oh, you didn't, like, experience, like, you weren't tripping out. Like, no, no, not really. I really thought, because of what I've seen on TV, I was going to be super hyper. I was going to be punching everybody. I was going to be stealing cars, you know, because that's just what we think. Exactly. But no, I was actually really calm, and it really calmed me down to where, honestly, I think it cured me for about a good 24 hours. People would be surprised what what smoking cannabis or and taking it into your body yeah. what it does to your mental health we walk around anxious all day and we don't even realize that we're anxious some people don't realize that they're going through the stuff that they're going through mm-hmm. and all of a sudden when i smoke that joint at the end of the day for myself it's it's gone it's released i'm able to get yeah. to sleep wake up be happy for my child take yeah. care of my daughter go take care of the jobs i need to take care of and at the exact same time i'm not messing up my liver i'm not hung over from drinking alcohol i still work out from time to time like Cannabis does so much more for you than what you think. And the fact that you still remember that sleep, the fact that you still remember. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I remember that day. I remember walking in, assuming my dad was going to be like, oh, my God, you're high. No. He was like, how was your day? I'm like, it was really good. I went to bed. I remember tucking off my shoes. And I I mean, it was the best I've had. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. Man, and that's, again, that's where it's at. Yeah. We have sativas. <clears throat> we have hybrids. We have indicas. Good for energy relax throughout the day and then good for sleep on the indica side yeah it's so cool how much people don't know about cannabis but they can remember the first time they took it whether it was a bad experience they were super anxious or Mm -hmm. it was a great one i ate so good and i slept so good which are the two biggest answers i usually get right right it's amazing like to see like if you had a bad time let me give you this strain so you can Mm -hmm. try how this makes you feel and they usually come back like hey let me get that again. That was amazing. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm not doing it now is because I'm a doctor recipient. So I don't know. Yeah. You got to be careful. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Because I, I, I honestly, I'm going to admit it. I really want to do it. I want to. But because I don't know as a doctor recipient if I can get that, you know, um, what would you call it? Um, yeah, I think you probably should wait until it's federally deschedulized. Mm-hmm. Once it's become, once it's federally legal, which I think is going to happen over the next year or two. I'm like, sure. I legitimately think by next November it'll be federally legal. Yeah. And you guys are golden. Yeah. But technically, it's yeah, it's still sketchy. But at yeah. the exact same time, I do sell uh, 
stuff that can get that clean out of your system immediately. <laughs> so Tuesday, I'll see you Tuesday. <laughs> Facts, exactly. That, like we um, we started off with good karma, right? Cannabis mm-hmm. led the way for us. The pandemic happened. Yeah. But sales started going up. So we were like, what are we going to do? We decided to open up a smoke shop to sell anything that we needed to go with uh, cannabis, mm-hmm. papers, etc. Um, stuff to package your, your cannabis with. Um, one of our friends was like, hey, I'm getting ready to sell Hubbly Bubbly. This was during the pandemic. We actually took over Hubbly Bubbly, the smoke lounge. Mm-hmm. We're like, man, we're going to be full-fledged into this cannabis industry. Let's go ahead and do this. Yeah. So we ended up taking over Hubbly Bubbly. We started to grow, which we're still in the process of working that now. And now we're so full-fledged into the cannabis industry that all of us are educating ourselves a lot more right now. And the bonus out of it is when we educate ourselves, we get to educate our patients. We can't even call them customers because they're not at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's not just their physical health that they're coming in there for. It's their mental health. I can't, there's plenty of times I have a patient named Miss Vicky. Miss Vicky is one of my favorite patients ever. She's a retired nurse. She's been smoking since the seventies and she comes in every Saturday and we talk for 45 minutes. Those 45 minutes I know are super important for her and super important for me. Neither one of us are high while we're speaking, but we, she knows why she's there and I understand why she's there. We both need that, that break of life a little bit to just talk about some things that, you can't talk about anywhere else. Right. Whenever she was at work, she couldn't talk about cannabis. Maybe her husband or her friends don't smoke cannabis, so she can't talk about it like that. But I know for those 45 minutes, any questions she has, I'm going to answer. If anything that she wants to vent out, I'm there to listen to her. And that's something that's special about the cannabis industry right now. Everybody is so, not just the not just the patients, not just the people that are selling it, not just the dispensary owners or growers, mm-hmm. but everybody that's involved with cannabis. We're united, man. We're trying to elevate the cannabis community to where that stigma that people have isn't there anymore. Yeah. We want it to be accepted the same way that people are allowed to have a glass of wine and get through their day. You know, a, gla- a glass of wine is okay by what the doctor says. Right. But, right. Right. You know, n- not too many people are saying that about joints, but in all reality, you'd be a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man, that's okay. So let me ask you this. What is the most, um, rewarding thing you have seen, uh, as you had your dispensary. I mean, you're talking about Ms. Vicky. Shout Ooh, out to Ms. Vicky. Yeah. But what I'm saying, what have you seen with your very own eyes that this has truly impacted somebody? Man, okay. So this is actually a story that was told by one of our other patients. Um, He told me this and actually made me tear up because he teared up telling it to a bunch of people. But he said, man, this is why I come to this dispensary all the time. Like, what are you talking about? He said, Tim, man, you don't even know. I just got my fifth surgery in three years. My back has been messed up. I haven't even told you guys that before, which I was shocked. I'm like, okay, you know, what's going on, man? Mm -hmm. He's like, look, you were taking care of a patient before you took care of me. She came in there with a little bit of money and she was like, hey, Tim, I'm so sorry. This is all I have. But, you know, I don't get paid until next week. The check came in late, but, you know, and I said, hey, he said, Tim, you were, this is exactly what you said. Hey, it's okay. What do you have? All right, go ahead and give me the amount of money that you have, and I'll make sure that you're okay. I'll get everything that you needed. I ended up giving her exactly what she needed, and I mm-hmm. had a truck with a couple free free items as well and just marked it off for a penny because I know she was going through some pain. She actually had cancer at that time. Oh. So it's like, you know, I understand. Yeah. What we are at Good Karma, we're not just a dispensary. We truly are there for our community. That's why we only have one location. We decided not to make multiple locations and be about profits until we can understand our patients. Mm. So we're still learning about cannabis, which there's so much to learn. It's endless and we're also still learning our community with some of the people in our community low budget but have a lot of medical issues so what we can do is some of these items that we know we can break even on we'll give it to them for free Mm -hmm. so they can get the medicine that they need 
You okay. know they're going to come back. It's cannabis. People will always smoke cannabis. That's one thing that like our parents didn't tell it's us. It's not going to run out of style. Ever. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. So that being said, it's one of those things where I ended up taking care of her. I do this all the time. That's the thing. He said he watched her and was like, I've never been into a, or watched me do this to her. It's like, I've never been into a dispensary where, you know, somebody took care of somebody like that. Like dispensaries are about making money. Right. What is going on? Yeah. So right after she left, you took care of me. And I told you, you know, oh, my back's hurting pretty bad. And not only did you give me a discount, you ended up giving me two free pre-rolls because you said that this was really good for my pain. I remember smoking the pre-rolls and I remember getting some really good sleep, wasn't in pain. And I remember, you know what, telling my wife, I'm coming back here for the rest of my life. This is my dispensary. And he teared up saying it, like just teared up. It had all of us kind of like shocked, like, yo, I didn't even know you were watching me like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was one of those things where it also made me feel like, you know, I'm at where I need to be. Because when I walked away from coaching, I'm giving back to my community the only way I knew how. Running was my whole entire life. I stepped into a new career with cannabis, and I'm just trying to be myself by helping these patients with cannabis, teaching mm. them what I know. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm helping people and didn't even know it. I'm helping people on a whole other level that I didn't even know. And now it's a, it's definitely a journey. Well, I know by sharing your story, you're helping other people to at least consider the fact that this is not what we think it is, you know, and, and this this is why I'm so grateful that you said yes to coming on the show, just because I know that a lot of people could use it, but um, they're afraid of what they're going to be attached to, you know, the 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 stickers that are going to be attached to them, like, oh, you're doing that, like, oh, you're a terrible person, or you don't have your life together, you know, da 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 so um, I'm people listening i'm hoping that they can understand that this is not just something that's recreational yes it can be but there's more to it than that you know absolutely man i i have patients that are doctors i have patients that are lawyers politicians teachers principals all all different types of lifestyles people smoke (laughs) cannabis people intake cannabis you don't just have to smoke it you can consume it any way you like Mm -hmm. but that stigma it that's just tv man do you think it's ever going to die down, that Absolutely. stigma? It's dying down every day. Every so? single day. We have new people. At the beginning of this medical program, it was only 5% of Oklahomans that have medical cards. Today, we're at 10%. It's going to be federally descheduled. It's going to be legal. People are going to be getting out of jail soon. I mean, it's one of these things where that stigma that people thought it was, it's no longer there. It's actually yeah. one of the healthier things you can do. Maybe not the smoking part, but when it comes to the edibles, getting to get sleep, when it yeah. comes to the actual focus, product, the actual product, yeah. the THC, the CBD, the CBG, it's mm-hmm. so good for you that you need it. Well, I mean, I've met people. I'm telling you, I've met people that that take it or used to take it. No, actually, they still do. And and honestly, they, I mean, they swore by it. That is the best thing that they could have done. It's the best thing that. Uh, going to what you were saying earlier before we started recording that it was the best thing for their mental health. I would never have thought to connect the two together because, you know, why would you? It usually has to happen to you personally. Somebody you know directly for you to actually understand and believe that cannabis helps your mental health. Mm -hmm. It sucks. If it wasn't for me smoking it and going through my life that I, the things that I were going through was going through, I wouldn't have known. But now I'm able to talk to other people and see people on a regular basis. And it's like, it's pretty cool. Or to see people I've known that have been smoking since we were teenagers and kind of talk about like, yo, you did this really for your mental health. What have you been going through your whole entire life? You know, like, let's talk. I've gotten close to a lot of friends that I never thought I'd be friends with whenever I was in high school because I opened up my perspective a little bit and cannabis helped. Sure. Yeah. No, yeah. So do, have you ever had a moment where you stop taking it and you tell the difference? Oh, absolutely. Really? Oh, my gosh. It's the funnest thing ever to take a tolerance break. And that's what we like to call them. We have a, a tolerance break? Nice little two-week tolerance break. My sister always tells me 72 hours is all you need to clear out your system. But 
20, I like to take two weeks off. The reason why I take two weeks off is because it's really tough. You're not addicted to cannabis by any means, but you do have this physical want or mental want where it's like, I kind of want to relax right now. Like I'm not doing anything. Let me go ahead and smoke this joint real quick. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like when you take that two weeks off, the next time you smoke, you're able to fill it again a lot more and it's, it's a lot more fun. But when I take that two weeks off, you do become clear minded. You do get a little bit more focused, but that stress on the back end is starting to build up. Again, I smoke for my mental health, right? Like how I handle stress. If I can't go on a run, which that's a big thing for me, running and cannabis are the two most important things for my stress levels. Mm -hmm. Like for my mental health, if I don't, if I can't run or smoke, I'm probably yelling at somebody or saying stuff I shouldn't be saying, right? Yeah. Everybody has their own things that they use for, to de-stress, right? Right. Cannabis is is it for me though. When I take my two weeks tolerance break, I'm stressed out for a few days, but after that, I usually run, I'm good. And then clear minded, everything's great. But then I get to that point where. I need to figure something out besides just running to not stress out. And usually, yeah. you know, I try to find other ways. I used to paint for a little bit, but I always end up going back to cannabis because you know, it just works out for me yeah. and my lifestyle. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever had, and I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions. I'm sorry. Oh, I love it. So, <laughs> so have you ever had somebody, uh, how can I put this? Have somebody has ever gone to you in anger? towards you for what you do absolutely i had a, a really good friend um he was highly upset when he found out i was smoking told me that uh, he didn't like it and at that time i agreed with him like you know, i didn't like it either i was doing it because i enjoyed it i was stressed i didn't want to drink anymore mm -hmm. i remember i had i think i had ulcers at that time from like going out and just partying all the time you know going to the club you're in your early tw well mid-20s at that time it was a great time but it was like my physical health just wasn't doing good. Yeah. Mental health wasn't great either because of my physical health. It was just all bad. But cannabis was one of those things where I was like, oh, I can do this, go to work and be chill. Caused us to stop being friends in all reality. It was one of the reasons why we're not friends to this day still. Really? I think about it from time to time because, I mean, he was like, he's still like a brother to me. I still love him, still love his family. But I know our friendship is not there until, you know, hopefully one day soon when he can accept cannabis for what it is. But my life improved so much more after I started smoking. Mm-hmm. After cannabis became a regular thing in my lifestyle. And I realized that it wasn't just because of cannabis. It was other things that I was doing as well. But cannabis wasn't something that I'm willing to push away. That This is something that people are going to have to accept for me. Yeah. And I've made a lot of really good friends because of cannabis. Friends that have been there for me through thick and thin. So, yeah, I've lost you know some people in my life for sure. But I have to stay true to myself first. Because nobody else is going to be there for you, man. Right, Nobody right. else but yourself. So if it yeah. really makes you happy, do what you have to do. Okay. That's terrible, though. That sucks. It, it, yeah, from time, yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. I it mean, did. no regrets, of course, right? Yeah. None whatsoever. It did suck and it took me a few years, honestly, like still to this day. I see him every time, every now and then. And it's pretty nice when I see him because I'm finally accepted everything. I'm cool for who I am. I'm cool for who he is. I give him a hug. We say hi to each other real quick and then we go our opposite ways. I can't do anything else. Yeah. I have to wake up every day and be happy for my daughter. I cannot yeah. walk around being angry at somebody else or something else. To me, the most important thing is my daughter. I grew up not knowing my father until I was 30 years old, man. Mm -hmm. I met him when I was 30. 30. Exactly. And at that point, you know, you don't need a father at 30 years yeah, old. Well, You're a man yourself, right? Yeah. So yeah. I have a relationship with him for my daughter, right? My daughter gets a, she has her grandfather now. She has a grandmother on both sides. She's doing her thing. But for me, I have to be happy. No matter yeah. what I've been through in my life. Because well, she mean, needs to see a happy man in her life. At the end of the day, I think really what everybody should focus on is your own happiness with whatever that entices to. Um, you know, luckily in this episode, we're talking about, you know, what helps you. But, I mean, in reality, there's a lot of things that you can do to yourself to make yourself 
the person that you're destined to be. And in this case, this happened to be your path. And that's a beautiful thing. And I don't think people see that. I think people see, um, which is weird because you mentioned nobody has ever been able to get addicted to this, but they do see it as an addiction, even though it's not an addiction. Absolutely. But, you know, that is always attached to it. Yeah, it's it's just a mental addiction. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that you just want to do because you're bored. No physical need. Nobody's getting sick because they're not smoking cannabis. Right. If anything, they're just getting sleepy because they smoke too much. <laughs> yeah, right. Which we all need a nap. I mean, if we really want to be honest, Oof. everybody needs a nap. Go take a damn nap. Agreed. I mean, please, because if you yell at me one more time. Agreed. And yeah, man, no, I think cannabis for sure, man, is one of those things for your mental health that is super important, but there are other ways to take care of your mental health. You know, there's again, exercise, there's Mm -hmm. painting, drawing, just talking to other people, so many different ways. You have to find out what works for you. But cannabis definitely could be an option. That's something that everybody should understand. Like, It's not crack. It's not We should meth. say everybody can do whatever you think you can do to suppress that, but don't rule this out as not an option. Exactly. Yeah. Don't rule it out as something that's just terrible. It's, it's yeah. not what you think it is at all. Do a little bit of research. You know, Watch some videos. You'll see some very successful people that are role models to your children. Hell, even role models to yourself, if you want to be honest with you. There's so many people that hide smoking cannabis. It's hilarious. Biggest celebrities ever, they get caught. Michael Phelps has the most gold medals in history. Not American history, mm-hmm. but in history. Yeah. is a big cannabis user. Usain Bolt, the fastest man to ever walk this planet. A huge cannabis user. So many professional athletes. So, we talk about all the presidents that got caught smoking weed over the past, you know, x amount of terms yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like we got people that just run this country that smoke cannabis but this bad stigma on is making people scared to stand up and say they do it i'm just glad that we're a part of the generation that's like you know what enough is enough this is what we do and this is who we are so hopefully can change the way for the future i mean in in reality i mean we're the ones that are shaping the next generations that are behind us like you said you did it for your child not because Per se, you want your child to do this necessarily, but you do want her to see a happy father. You do want her to see somebody that's successful and that are happy with whatever it is that they do. And coincidentally, this is what helped you. Absolutely. You know, it's like me promoting therapy. Okay, yeah, that helped me. That might not help you. Exactly. Therapy might not help you, but it is an option. And let's just keep it open as that, as an option. You know, and if you do meet somebody that does this and that you're totally not okay with it, shut the hell up. I mean, you they have to do whatever works out for them, you know, and I'm pretty sure you agree. I mean, I agree to the fullest. There's actually studies in uh, Europe, man, where they have these facilities where if you want to do whatever drug you want to do, you can go in there, go talk to a nurse. They'll give you a good amount of drugs so you don't overdose, so you don't get a disease from using a bad needle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you're safe. Because obviously dealing with addiction, that's a whole another physical problem that people don't even understand. Yeah. When you're truly addicted to something, you're getting sick. You really, really need this to survive. So in Europe, they have these places where you can go do this. Crime rate is down. No more overdoses at all because people are using clean needles. People are going to doctors and nurses to take their drugs, and there's a facility for them to be safe. I don't necessarily agree with you doing, you know, sticking needles in your arms and doing those type of yeah. drugs, but that's their business. If you're not hurting anybody and if you're able to live your life, let these people live. That's something that well, I truly I mean, believe. If you connect that to the mental health part, you think, oh my God, people are going crazy over drugs. And it's not necessarily per se that it's the drugs, it's the void that are that people are trying to fill in. Exactly. And this is what they found. But, you know, if we can 
vote for or 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 go for something that can be cool for everybody that does not cause you to be uh causing crime because if anything like you said what it's really going to do is calm you down in this case so you know it's just a matter of paying attention to the cause and effect of of this what we're talking about instead of automatically coming to a conclusion and a judgment to oh no i already made up my mind see in the 80s i saw this movie of how about you take your time to think about what we're saying what you're saying the testimonies that you have and and go with that instead of what you think you know because clearly what we think or what we thought we thought we knew it's not correct. Exactly. I think that comes with age as well, though, man. Yeah. You know, when we were younger, we thought we knew everything. But now that we're <laughs> adults, have to pay bills, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, let's shut up a little bit and kind of experience life. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do at this age, honestly, man, is to be uncomfortable. And I mean that, you know, trying new things, talking to people um, you never talked to before. Mm-hmm. Whatever you can do, because once you're uncomfortable that one time, it becomes more comfortable the next time. Mm. And cannabis, for me, is one of those things where it was uncomfortable to except that i enjoy doing it yeah but i'm at this point now where i'm i'm inspiring other people to try it or i'm talking to other people to let their guard down and not hate their children for smoking cannabis yeah. and to me that's everything if we can bring families together and stop hating each other for cannabis over something that's actually making us happy yeah but i mean it, it's great that people are shifting their mindsets to this and and even if they're not that they're allowing their children like you said to do this and to be able to be happy it's awesome. It's funny, though. You know, our patients that go to church, they uh, come in. They always park in the back. They don't want, you know, people from their church <laughs> to, to be see hidden. that there. And I'm like, yo, you yeah. guys all come here, though. It's okay. Like, yeah. it really is. Your this pastor, is a safe haven. I tell them your pastor shops here. You guys know this. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I kid you not. Your pastor shops here. Yeah. <laughs> it happens, though, man. It's because I have so many friends that like, hey, my mom tried that cream and she knows it's cannabis now. And she was so mad, but she's happy and she wants more. And it's it's. Stuff like that where it makes me happy because I was against cannabis not too long ago, you know, eight years ago. I'm like, no, there's nothing about me that's going to try it. But now where I'm at, where I see everybody else at, I'm glad that it's happening now. Oh, let me tell you, the world is not going to get any easier. And if there's more things that we can go to that are better for our bodies, for our minds, why not? You know, there's always the thing that we should always be available to better ourselves by trying something new absolutely if that makes sense because i kind of said it in a really scribbled way but uh, try it don't don't really come to judgment to it you know exactly and if it's not for you and something that you're interested in trying it that's perfectly fine but i promise you those people that are smoking cannabis you have a lot more in common with them than you think yeah it's amazing how especially at hubbly bubbly this is one of my favorite establishments that we have you go inside here and you see all different types of people in there you see doctors you see lawyers you see 19 year old college students trying to figure out life you see these young 20 year olds that are just doing their own thing their own vibe their Mm -hmm. own path and you see these conversations that are being held in there and it's just again from different people from different backgrounds but they're all one nobody cares who you are when you're high like that and i don't mean that like every single time right 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 when you're around that the right environment and you're able to smoke and nobody's judging you it's a beautiful thing nobody wants to be judged and that's one thing that i know cannabis helps with you're not judging anybody when you're smoking. Yeah. You're not judging anybody by trying it, and you're not judging anybody by letting anybody do it. Mm-hmm. Just live your life. So you mentioned Hubbly Bubbly. Hubbly Bubbly, Okay, yeah. tell them, what is that? So Hubbly Bubbly is a hookah lounge um, in Oklahoma City. 
Um, it started off as just a small hookah lounge. We were a place for about acceptance. My friend, when he opened it up, he basically was like, look, I want to create something in Oklahoma City where everybody can go. doesn't matter what your race is. doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is, religion. I just want everybody to be able to come here and feel at peace. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was, man, for years. And then the pandemic went down. Um, he had to close up. He wanted to sell. Uh, he basically talked to us and told us, you know what, I'll sell it to you guys instead, which was great in our eyes because that's what we wanted to do as well. We added cannabis into the mix along with hookah. So now we have, you know, these cool hip hop shows, these cool open mics, poetry nights. Um, we have anything you can think of pretty much going on like once or twice a week. And it's just a place of acceptance. It's really, really cool spot. People from out of state come in there all the time. We've had uh, former NBA players come in there. Uh, Shaquille, no yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. I don't know if you Famous center. He was in there. Um, the Portland Trailblazers were in there not too long ago. Whenever Kevin Durant was here, when he played for the Oklahoma City Thunder, he used to yeah. go all the time. Russell Westbrook. It's just one of those spots that like you can't you can't take that idea anywhere. You can't imitate yeah. it. It's truly just one of a kind. It really is. It, it's it's a staple for Oklahoma City. I'm yeah. just, I'm happy to be a part of that team, but I'm happy to meet so many cool people, and it really made me accept so much more to be able to talk to a doctor about cannabis and how much he appreciates what it's doing for his patients. Like, Hey, I had a, a patient that her liver was just gone. Mm -hmm. She started using cannabis, you know, and all of a sudden her liver was doing a lot better. You know, she's healthy for a change. Yeah. And I hear stories like that on a regular basis, but to hear it from the patient, not from the doctor. So hearing it from a doctor, it's like, yo, we're not doing anything that's really hurting ourselves right now. Right. Anything, we're healthier. We're happier. Let's keep pushing forward. Yeah. Let's keep making places that people feel accepted, that they can do this and that they can help talk to more people about it. Yeah, no, because I've been to that, the uh, Hubbly Bubbly, and trust me, I it was a while ago, I'm not going to lie, but it was a place where it really does feel chill, and I, when I went, there was this guy that was doing a, a, a painting, He, I still have it actually, I don't know where it's at, but, um, and he was doing like a giveaway or something, I'm like, oh, I'm a really artistic person. I am. I, with its music, uh, writing, I love all kinds of nice. So whenever they took me there, I was like, okay. Again, I went in with a different mentality, and I came out with a different mentality. Nice. Because, again, the stigma that follows, all of this is a big bubble, you know? But when I went, I was like, oh, you know what? I actually liked it. I really did. I'm not, I'm not telling you that just because you're in front of me. I'm being super honest with you. Like, Makes I really, I, yeah, I liked it. Um. So, yeah, I highly recommend people to be adventurous. Absolutely. In a healthy, positive way, obviously. I mean, don't go reckless and do stupid stuff just because Tony said, you know. Absolutely, man. Nah, Tony didn't say to do herons. That's not what I said. <laughs> what I said is to try the good stuff. Facts. That's Yes. Facts. It's medical. There's a medical program. It's right. not even recreational. So try that medical cannabis. Right, right. <laughs> Today. <laughs> No, in all reality, you're absolutely right, man. It's, nobody's saying go out there and try it. Smoking is not for everybody. No. But the stigma that goes with it, it shouldn't be there. Not with cannabis at, at all. It's not tobacco. And I mm. mean that truly. Tobacco, that stigma that goes with tobacco, yeah, it should be. I mean, it's it's targeted for little kids. It kills a lot of people. Lung cancer is real. But with cannabis, it's curing cancer. It's helping people out of depression. It's not just for your mental health. It's for your physical health as well. There's yeah. so many good things about cannabis that people don't realize. It's out there, right there online. You guys just... Google search positive things about cannabis, and I mm -hmm. promise you, you're going to be like, you know what? Oh, yeah. I can't look at this a bad way. Why are people in jail over a plant that we yeah. can grow in our backyard? Speaking about that, how do you feel about that? I hate it. It's miserable, but I am happy on how everybody is fighting, and they're aware now. It's really cool, man. One thing that bothered me over this last year was I kept seeing on social media moms and cannabis. I'm not a bad mom because I smoke cannabis, and I loved it at first, but then I started thinking. 
man, there's a lot of minority men, not even just saying men, minority men, specifically Hispanic and African-American men that are in prison still to this day over a plant that I'm now allowed to sell legally. Yeah. I was smoking in, at the dispensary in our parking lot one day and a cop came up because a couple of dogs were running back and forth across the street. I accidentally smoked weed on this cop, like a big cloud of smoke onto this police officer. He kind of giggled at me and that was it. Didn't even get a ticket, no cit- a citation, no anything. Really? Nothing. It was just... The scariest moment of my life, yeah. but it ended up being funny. This could be afterwards. But the yeah. fact that that happened and nothing happened, but yet we still have people sitting in jail for carrying an eighth of weed, which is 3.5 grams. It's not even enough to even notice. It's miserable. So for me, I'm, I'm at this point now where we're meeting up with the right people. We're trying to talk to the right people to protest. I've been to a few protests over these past couple of years. We're trying to figure out what we can do to get everybody out of jail. New York is doing what they need to do on their end right now, which is pretty cool to see these other states come out and be like, hey, we're going to... We're no longer going to put people in jail for cannabis. We're going to start taking people's start taking people out of jail for cannabis for these simple drug charges. They should not be in jail for life for a little bit of cannabis. That, for life. For life. There's people in jail for that had less than a hundred dollars worth of cannabis on them, and they're in jail for life. Really. This war on drugs was a lot more real than what people thought it was. It wasn't just you know this fight against Mexico and the United States. Yeah. Right here in America, they're locking people up and putting them in jail, making them work for 37 cents an hour, 10 cents an hour, making mattresses that they're making money off of. Private private prisons are a joke. It's modern day slavery, man. I hate it with a passion. No matter what race you're in, it's modern day slavery. That's why, to me, this cannabis industry is a big part of changing that. There's so much money that's being made. Like the cannabis industry in California has been around for years, Colorado Mm -hmm. for years, Oregon for years. But this last year in 2020, more cannabis was sold in Oklahoma legally than any other state in the United States. Really? We're so new, but we made that much money, right? With only 10% of Oklahomans having medical cards. Wow. Can you imagine how much money is actually being made on the black market, right? Right. All these taxes and all this money that's being made in cannabis, if we actually figure this out, how to do this right and use the taxes the right way, we can get people out of jail. We can get our education system up better. We can do so much more for our communities that are getting ignored. Cannabis can really, really save so many lives and it's not killing anybody by consuming it. That's what the beautiful part is to me. So to me, it's kind of like, look, I know we have a bad stigma on cannabis, but let's change this around. Let's put the money in the right spot because this money is being made. We just don't know where it's going right now. Yeah. Let's start fighting for what we need to fight for. Let's start paying attention to what we need to pay attention to. The thing is, when this law got passed a couple years ago, people thought people that smoked weed were stupid, right? They thought they were dumb. They thought they were lazy. They believed that stigma. But what they ended up finding out in Oklahoma, we're a lot smarter than what people thought. We're actually businessmen. We're actually highly intelligent. There's actually people that are real-life scientists that are over here geneticists that are putting clones together or seeds together and Mm -hmm. creating new strains of cannabis that are so much better for you because you're not even just your stress or your mental health, but for your um, blood pressure. Like, it's that wild now, wow. man. Like, oh, Blue's That's Clues, Mr. Max Blue's Clues, it's good for your blood pressure, man. It's wild. It's one of the first uh, cannabis strains to ever do it. They're actually the only cannabis strain in the world that is considered a plant. It's in some real crazy book that's like, all the plants in the world are in this book, and it's the only cannabis strain that's actually considered a plant. I'm not exactly sure why. He explained mm. it to me whenever I was asking him, but he's like super proud of it, though. Yeah, I just yeah, thought yeah. it was really cool. That I was like, all right, man, you made it some, you made it far. That's yeah. dope, man. But he's right here in Oklahoma, man. Well, you're making it far too, so you're not that far behind. <sighs> I trying, give man. you my invisible hat. <laughs> Man, off to you i'm a fan of you man full brown podcast is awesome i like i told you before we started recording yeah. like i was a fan of yours before you even knew it whenever yeah. i saw that you came up with this about a year ago when i saw it online i was like oh this is amazing and to see the shirts the stickers oh, sitting here you. in front of you man i'm honored 
Thank you. Speaking of that, you do have your own podcast too, by the way. Absolutely. Let's tell people about it. What's it called? Yeah, man. The Positive True Podcast. Uh, shameless plug real quick. Uh, we talk about positive and uplifting news. Uh, myself and my partner, JP, we love doing it. We've been doing it for, this is our fifth year. It'll be five years officially this October. And um, we just, again, we get random interviews, people that are doing positive things in the community, mm-hmm. which we would love to have you on to talk about this podcast. Because I'll be this is amazing, honored. man. This is yeah. amazing. Um, but yeah, we, we basically just do that. And it's, it's pretty awesome because when we started doing this, we were clueless. Uh, we were excited, but we had no idea how much work it was going to be to be able to put in. Yeah. And now where we're at, we, uh, I'm we a have... witness to that. <laughs> Dude, it's tough. <laughs> but you're doing great, honestly, man. I no, love everything you. that you're doing. Thank it, you. Thank you. The consistency is starting to pay off a little bit. We have plenty of listeners. Um, we enjoy it. Anytime somebody writes in, it's always, you know, good motivation. It keeps us going a little bit longer. Yeah. Where can people write you? Yeah, man. Um, at the positive, well, yeah, it's the positive truth at gmail.com or you can find us at the positive truth podcast on facebook and we do have an instagram page the positive truth podcast as well Um, you can write us on any of those it makes us laugh whenever you guys write us because people always have something goofy to say about us because we play around a lot but there's a lot of positivity out there man there's a lot of people doing great things like you're doing right now that Mm -hmm. haven't got their voices heard just like you know what you guys have to say right over here what you have to say over here you know it's amazing to me like the fact that so many people like yourself like myself we're out here trying to do more for our community and this is super inspiring to me to be able to sit here in front of you doing another podcast it's like wow to sit on this side of it is it's it's pretty cool it's it's, i'm the honored one actually i know you're saying that but i'm actually the one that's like i cannot believe i'm here this is genuine love (laughs) (laughs) seriously no but uh i I was telling you i would listen to a couple of episodes and the the what's the word the connection that you guys have to talk about something positive let me tell you i think it's so because we were talking about how in this world all we hear is constantly bad news right and you're positive podcast positive truth podcast honestly it is positive and and we don't get that a lot even i'm not gonna lie even in my show because sometimes my show has stories that are just hard to listen to you know so some people stress you know and uh, yours is completely positive yours is completely positive we try to we try the only time we edit anything out is when it's negative to be honest with you whenever uh we're recording we usually just let it go and find positive news stories and the cool thing about it it's so easy to find these positive news stories, man. People mm-hmm. are really out here doing positive things all the time. Yeah. And the fact that people don't focus on it, it caught me off guard. But then, you know, the psychology to people, we like to see negativity. That grabs our attention. We want yeah. to know more. So our goal is basically just to, you know, give everybody a little bit of a sunshine throughout that day. Yeah. Especially this last year, man. This pandemic took the best out of all of us. I mean, it was it was hard. You know, we were depending on others to make us happy at one point in time. And like you said earlier, we should depend on ourselves. We should make ourselves happy. Yeah. So we were just trying to do our part to help people out even for a moment. Yeah. No, well, dude, I'm lucky to know you and I'm so grateful that you were here to stop by. Um, don't go yet. I need to come up with like sound effects. Man, we're still working on sound effects. You are too? Yeah, man. We <laughs> we tried to for a little bit and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I don't think it would work with me either, but everybody keeps requesting sound effects, especially during the lightning round. Dude, it would be. You, you got to do sound effects somehow, some way. I bet you could do it. You're a professional, man. Probably. No, I'm not a professional. <laughs> no, no, I wish. But, okay. Lightning round for season two. Ready? Ooh, I'm ready. Let's get it. Ooh. What tears you up? Ooh. I think we know, but... What tears me up? Man. Oh, uh, funny story. So, uh, whenever I really want to cry, I watch 
people coming back from the military, surprising their families. Oh, yeah. Dude, I kid, I don't know what it does to me. I'll get on YouTube and watch a compilation. Bit. I can't even say the word. Compilation? There we go. Compilation? Comp- yeah, you said it better than I could. <laughs> I don't even know if I did, honestly. I hope, I hope so, man. I'm struggling. A roll of videos. Yes. Yeah, there we go. A roll of videos <laughs> of that. And it definitely makes me cheer up, man, for sure. Oh, okay. Well, So what cheers you up? What cheers me up? Yeah. My daughter. Nothing in this world cheers me up like her, man. I'll be so angry that day. Remember I told you how angry I was about that racist yes. thing that happened? Mm-hmm. I got home. She grabbed me by my face. Dada. Oh. I mean, there's nothing else that beats that. I bet. Two-year-old. That's <sighs> amazing. Oh, she's two? Yeah, man. Oh. Terrible three is coming quick. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who are the three most influential people in your life? My wife, my sister, and... Number three would have to be, that's a tough one. I could easily I think of those two women right then and there. Man, number three would, I would have to say it's a tie between my two brothers. Okay. I call them pretty regularly now. I didn't when I was younger. You know, you think you know everything, but yeah. those yeah. two people for We're sure. learning for sure. Wild. Dang. Huh. Okay. What irritates you about a person? What irritates me about a person when they don't communicate? Communication is key to everything in life. So when you don't communicate, I can't handle emotions without communication. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely irritates me. That, I think it irritates everybody, not just everybody admits it. I'm glad. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm not alone. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite? I hope you have it. What is your favorite pan dulce or Mexican dessert? Hmm. My favorite one, man, it's those little cupcake, sprinkled little cupcake ones. Like, not oh, just yeah. I don't know exactly what they're called, but they are delicious. Don't, don't with the sprinkles on it? Like, or the pecans? No, no, no. They're like the, it's, I don't know. It's like almost confetti-like. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I mean? It's yeah. just, oh, I don't know what it is about it, but I'll drink coffee with my in-laws like at oh. night and eat one of those. Like, it's okay, amazing. see, is that a Mexican thing? Oh, that we drink coffee thing. at night? I, no other race does <laughs> that, man. It's hilarious. I didn't even <laughs> realize it. people about that. I didn't realize it either. Dude, it's fun. All my friends, you know, different races, right? I see their parents. I go over to their houses. Yeah. But my wife's family, it's coffee at night. Like, mm-hmm. not, not even decaf. Like, how no. are you guys doing this? <laughs> no, it actually puts me to sleep. I know, honestly. right? I kid you not. Some of the no. best sleep ever, right? Yeah, after. Trust me, coffee at night is better than the morning. I mean, for me. Okay. What is your favorite movie? Ooh. I have multiple favorite movies. Right now. Top five. Top five. Ooh, Four Brothers. Okay. Okay. Um, I really, really, really enjoy The Notebook. Mm. Uh, I really like the Snyder Cut Justice movie that came in. Yeah, The Notebook was, man. It was classic. Nice little classic. Um, Lion King is up there. No questions asked. But Did you like the new one? Man, I, my daughter likes it more than the cartoon. Really? It's wild, but I'm the other way. I like the cartoon. Yeah, better. me too. Ugh. And then yeah. my last one definitely have to be um, Coco. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is about Coco, but I can watch it. It feels at home, probably. Man, I, yeah. it does. It really does. It's, the fact it's that I see a piñata like on a Pixar movie, like, oh, like, it's me. <laughs> I kid you not. Coco came out and we started celebrating the Day of the Dead. And that's like a, it's in the Puerto Rican, my Puerto Rican heritage as well, too. Is it really? Yeah, I just, I mean. Same day? Yeah, same yeah, same exact day. Everything. Really, day of the dead. It's wild to me. It caught me off guard. But the fact that we now celebrated because this movie, my wife got into it. It's it's. I've never celebrated either, it's, and it's like, why don't we? Like, it's so weird. It, it's so many holidays yeah. that, like, yeah, you know, you find out later, and it's like, we celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Nobody over there does that. Exactly. Like, Come on now, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what scares you? Ooh, it's terrified of. I'm terrified of snakes. 
No way. Yeah, Anaconda. That movie, Anaconda, Jennifer Lopez. That's a sc- I, I hate snakes. Oh, man, terrified of them. That's the only thing that really, really, really terrifies me. I think if I ever see a snake, I will run. Oh, I, I, I'm not a runner, but I will run that day. I hate with the passion. Like, even I... I it's causing me anxiety. Just think about Low it. Low-key, like, man. Oh, my God. I'm afraid to get one in the toilet. You know when you lift up the toilet? You're man, like, <gasps> I saw a video the other day of it, and I was like, this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me. There's nothing about me that wants to go through something like that. No. I would cry. I'll probably die. Honestly. just Oh, that's just terrifying. I'm glad we shared that together. Yeah, I know, man. Okay. <laughs> Not alone. What was your favorite game as a child? Man, I've really loved Tag. Tag right. was it. The good games back in the Man, day. It was, it was so innocent, you know, running as fast as you can, yeah. not wanting to get caught, just childhood friends, good times. And then when we came up with freeze tag, I think we invented that. Honestly. We had to invent freeze tag. Yeah, I've never, my, my parents didn't play freeze tag. No, <laughs> no, no, of course they're, not. They're walking 20 miles to school in the snow or something, right? <laughs> God bless them for real. <laughs> okay. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive. Who would you have dinner with? Ooh, that is tough. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go um, Will Smith. He's just one of my favorite actors. Okay. Um, ooh, this is tough. Nipsey Hussle, mi- business mindset. His business mindset was pretty awesome. I really fell in love with his music because of business. Okay. And that's my transition from, the, I guess, working for other people to working for myself was mm-hmm. listening to his music. And then yeah. one more person I would probably say Selena. Just because I had the biggest crush on her, man. Did you? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Even when I was a kid, I used to walk, walk around the house singing, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. She's go- she was gorgeous. Man, Why just, not? Yeah. Who didn't? Uh, yeah. Those three. Yeah. For sure. Will Smith, favorite actor. Yeah, definitely. That would be a fun dinner. Yeah. Not going to lie. That would be. Cracking up the whole time, yeah. man. And then she'll be singing and like, oh, you know. Get some business from Nipsey, get to laugh at Will, and then just stare at Selena. (laughs) Hey, what else can you ask for, really? Nothing else. I mean, that's it. Okay. How would you like to be remembered? Man, I want to be remembered as somebody that gave back. Man, I, uh, one thing that I I definitely wanted to make sure that my daughter knew that I I did everything I could for her, but I also did everything I could for others. I grew up going to church. I went to all different types of churches. I ran for a religious school. I believe in a higher power, but I also believe in doing more for others. Not, mm. I don't necessarily believe in the rules that some churches gave me to live my life with. I get you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they set the stone, the, the they set this path of like, you know, hey, this is right and this is wrong. For me in my life and the way that I'm, I structured my family, it's basically let's let's help others let's do what we can for others we don't necessarily need all these things to feel rich because i feel like i'm the richest man in the world i don't have a lot of money at all Mm -hmm. live on the south side of oklahoma city but i feel rich i have a beautiful wife that loves me a beautiful daughter that loves me my family loves me my friends love me i love them i have a career that i'm enjoying i get to give back on a regular basis i talk about positive news on a regular basis i'm doing something that really makes me happy yeah that's amazing. Life. <laughs> Life. What does Full of Brown mean to you? Man, Full of Brown, when I first saw this logo and saw the name, yeah. I thought of minorities doing positive things in the community. I wanted to steal the name so bad. <laughs> I said, this is the best name 
ever. Oh my yeah. gosh. I just kept thinking about all the minorities come, that I grew up with just out of U.S. Grant High School yeah. that did amazing things. Mm-hmm. For example, Tommy Johnson graduated from U.S. Grant in 2007, is now the first African-American Oklahoma County Sheriff in Oklahoma history. Really? Graduated in 2007 from U.S. Grant. Really? This is a black man. You look at Paco Balderrama, who was the first Hispanic uh, captain for the police department in Oklahoma City, graduated mm-hmm. from U.S. Grant High School. We have people like this that are supposedly, I heard three people say this this last week, U.S. Grant High School, that's the worst high school in the state of Oklahoma, right? It's like, man, do you guys know the greatness that has came out of that school? From head coaches, from teachers, from principals, police captains, county sheriffs, like people that are breaking history and paving the way for so many other people came out of this rough neighborhood. You guys think that is the worst place in Oklahoma? Yeah, It's special. So for me, when I thought of Full of Brown, I thought about all the positive minorities that came out of the south side of Oklahoma City. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought of. That is amazing. That is exactly what that was supposed to mean. Man, yeah. You, you got it spot I got on. It. <laughs> spot on. I mean, besides, because at first I was like, you know what? I'm full of brown, but at the same time I'm full of shit. <laughs> because I am who I am now. Because I, I told you in the beginning, I used to hate being Mexican, honestly. honestly. Now I love it. I embrace it now. But now it's like, you know what? I'm full of brown pride, but at the same time, technically I'm full of shit because there was a time when I wasn't proud of that, or there wasn't a time where I did not make a mistake or I did not learn from this. That's what I came from. Man. So you got it right on the head. Dude, man, that's, that makes me even more like uh, proud of who I am. There was at a point in time where I wasn't necessarily being proud of Puerto Rican. I, mean, mm-hmm. I want to be accepted. Yeah. And, you know, going through that acceptance stage, it sucks now thinking about it, but you yeah. had to go through it to be proud of who you are today, right. to be proud of this, to be able to sit here and be like, yo, I'm excited to tell my friends, like, man, I did an interview on Full of Brown podcast, they're yeah. going to be like, yo, that is amazing. I know they are. I won't even have to say much about it because this yeah. logo alone, the name yeah. alone, it's this is beautiful, man. Dude, I thank you. Thank you. Okay, last question. I'm excited. Okay. <clears throat> this is the hardest question, I think. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? I'm proud of you. I think uh, that's something that I would definitely want to hear yeah, absolutely. I'm proud of you. Nothing else. I want to know, for me, by him saying that or her saying that, that higher power telling mm-hmm. me they're proud of me would mean that I did what I could to make the world better from whenever I left. I mean, at the end of the day, I think about my daughter. Like, I brought her up so many times throughout this interview because she is the biggest motivation I have. Yeah, I could be gone at any given moment. I want to make sure that I left a better world for her whether I'm gone tomorrow, whether I don't make it home after this interview, whatever the case may be. As long as the world is better for her than what it was for me, I'm good. So if he can let me know that he's proud of me for that, that's yeah. all I care about. That's amazing. So weird how like we grow up and we change so much. I was an immature little kid. Oh, now, I know. Oh, God. <laughs> now, no, I'm embarrassed of who I was in high school. Trust me. Oh, man. You're not the only one. Dude, I used to go streaking all the time. I was, oh, man, I was just a You used to go little, what? Streaking, bro. I would go to parties at a, as a 14-year-old and <gasps> take off my clothes and go run down the street for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have my friends that they bring it up still to this day. And I'm like, man, that was almost 20 years ago. Let it go. (laughs) Like, come on, man. That's not who I am. My daughter's going to hear about it one day. I already know, man. It's going to be okay. I just hope she's not like me in that aspect. That is not as bad as other things that people have done. Trust me. You're not not in a bad place. Trust me. And as much as you've done so far, I'm proud of you. I really am. I'm proud of the person that you've become and the, the legacy that I 
I really do want to call it legacy that you're leaving behind, not only to your daughter, but to our generation that you're inspiring. You do inspire me. You really, really do inspire me. And I'm glad that you're here to allowed for me to pick a little bit of your brain that you allowed our listeners to, to hear you and, 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 you know, kind of, cause that, um, what you have, it's infectious that 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 spirit it's infectious so thank you thank you for doing that thank you for having me i appreciate being on here allow me to tell my story a little bit it's always fun doing stuff like this from yeah. me and keep doing your thing man consistency yeah. is going to pay off this yeah. is this is amazing i yeah, can't wait to see you. more and more and listen to more interviews that you do yeah no thank you thank you and this is your home whenever you feel like coming back to the show I'm like hey i'm be a tuesday i'm like okay i got come you, back man. we can definitely have another conversation I'm like, i <laughs> we went do. through some stuff we gotta I talk like about we could this talk about, yeah oh yeah. absolutely yeah for sure no but thank you and listeners thank you for listening to another episode and i hope that um if you want to reach out to tim we would say we you could go to uh what was your gmail the positive truth at yes. gmail.com and on facebook instagram do you have a twitter for it i don't have a twitter we do have a twitter the positive truth podcast it's we don't get on it very much instagram or facebook is really where it's at yeah twitter's kind of you know it's i don't get a lot of stuff there either yeah it's it's just not for us it's a different yeah. generation for sure it is it's more like mm, i don't want to talk about that okay yeah, life <laughs> yeah. no but i do appreciate you thank you for stopping by and listeners uh make sure to catch his show the positive truth on any listening platforms and if you're in the oklahoma city area go visit uh well actually it's considered more in it yeah more yeah technically more yeah more a uh, good karma cannabis company off of 12th street we 12th also street. have trifecta off the south side of oklahoma city and yes, hubbly bubbly is on the northwest side of oklahoma city do you have a page for all of those absolutely okay. they're all self-titled so you can go to instagram or facebook hubbly bubbly you'll find us okay H- or hubbly bubbly okc i apologize um, trifecta OKC or Good Karma Cannabis Company in Moore, Oklahoma. You'll find that as well. Okay. Well, we'll link it to the episode when it airs. So, um, appreciate hopefully that. people follow you and, and I do appreciate you for coming here today. Thank you so much. And listeners, again, I say thank you a lot, by the way. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next time, bye. Thank you. Hey, my dear listeners, if you're listening to this part of the episode, that means that you made it through the entire episode. Congratulations. We do highly appreciate it. I just wanted to use this time to remind you your voice matters. You deserve to be heard. Follow us on our social media at Fuller Brown Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And if you want to share your story or you want to be a participant of this podcast, please write to us at fullerbrownpodcast at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening. Until the next time. Bye.